Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. In the book of Job, his three friends make three cycles of responses. In other words, each of the three friends has three turns at bat trying to refute Job and correct what they believe to be his sin and his um, sin-induced tragic situation. They're trying to correct it. So we now begin the second round of responses with Eliaphaz speaking to Job, and he ramps up his criticism of Job a bit in the second round. Job chapter 15. Then Eliaphaz the Temanite replied, Would a wise person answer with empty notions or fill their belly with the hot east wind? Would they argue with useless words, with speeches that have no value? But you even undermine piety and hinder devotion to God. Your sin prompts your mouth. You adopt the tongue of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, not mine. Your own lips testify against you. Are you the first man who was ever born? Were you brought forth before the hills? Do you listen in on God's counsel? Do you have a monopoly on wisdom? What do you know that we don't know? What insights do you have that we do not have? The gray-haired and the aged are on our side, men even older than your father. Are God's consolations not enough for you? Words spoken gently to you. Why has your heart carried you away? And why do your eyes flash so that you vent your rage against God and pour out such words from your mouth? What are mortals that they could be pure? Are those born of woman that they could be righteous? If God places no trust in his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less mortals who are vile and corrupt? who drink up evil like water. Listen to me, and I'll explain to you. Let me tell you what I've seen, what the wise have declared, hiding nothing received from their ancestors, to whom alone the land was given when no foreigners moved among them. All his days the wicked man suffers torment, the ruthless man through all the years stored up for him. Terrifying sounds fill his ears when all seems well, marauders attack him. He despairs of escaping the realm of darkness. He is marked for the sword. He wanders about for food like a vulture. He knows the day of darkness is at hand. Distress and anguish fill him with terror. Troubles overwhelm him like a king poised to attack, because he shakes his fist at God and vaunts himself against the Almighty, defiantly charging against him with a thick, strong shield. Though his face is covered with fat and his waist bulges with flesh, he will inhabit ruined towns and houses where no one lives, houses crumbling into rubble. He will no longer be rich, and his wealth will not endure, nor will his possessions spread over the land. He will not escape the darkness. A flame will wither his shoots, and the breath of God's mouth will carry him away. Let him not deceive himself by trusting what is worthless, for he will get nothing in return. Before his time he will wither, and his branches will not flourish. He will be like a vine stripped of its unripe grapes. 
like an olive tree shedding its blossoms. For the company of the godless will be barren, and fire will consume the tents of those who love bribes. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their womb fashions deceit. And so Eliaphaz's response is beautifully poetic, but essentially he's saying that um, Job lacks wisdom, and uh, he continues along with that vein. He asks in verse 2, Would a wise person answer with empty notions or fill their belly with the hot east wind? Would they argue with useless words, with speeches that have no value? And so, of course, he's saying Job is arguing with speeches that have no value. Job is arguing with empty notions, therefore he's not wise. Then he explicitly states that Job is essentially a guilty sinner. He says, verse 5, Your sin prompts your mouth. You adopt the tongue of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, not mine. Your own lips testify against you. So Eliphaz is essentially saying that um, Job is revealing his guilt through his proclamations of innocence with his various uh, statements. He says he's testifying against himself. He then goes back to Job's frequent claim that he knows what everybody else knows. In verse 7, Eliphaz says, Are you the first man ever born? Were you brought forth from before the hills? Do you listen in on God's counsel? Do you have a monopoly on wisdom? What do you know that we do not know? What insights do you have that we do not have? In other words, no, Job, we do um, uh, know what you know, and maybe a little more. And then he steps back, and he correctly portrays the Lord in a few statements. Let me just read these. And the Lord's position on mortality, it's, we, we can agree with some of what Eliaphaz says, but not all. But listen to this. Verse 14, what are mortals that they could be pure, are those born of woman that they could be righteous? And of course, all men sin and fall short of the glory of God. So we, um, we are indeed um, unrighteous without Christ. In verse 15, if God places no trust in his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less pure are mortals who are vile and corrupt, who drink up evil like water? And so this uh, notion of original sin and so forth is conveyed um, somewhat correctly about us and our mortality, that we are not pure enough to approach a holy God without the sanctification of Christ. Once again, he implies that Job is suffering because um, uh, he deserves it. He says, all his days, the wicked man suffers torment and the ruthless man through all the years stored up for him. So therefore, the implication is Job is wicked and ruthless. He continues, distress and anguish fill him with terror. Troubles overwhelm him like a king poised to attack, because he shakes his fist at God and vaunts himself against the Almighty. Now, Job, um, in our understanding, has not shaken his fist at God or defiantly charged him with, um, with wrongdoing, but he has misunderstood that God is the one causing his anguish and not the devil. He had no knowledge of the satanic, um, attack that he was undergoing. Eliphaz says essentially that Job would never recover. He says, um, this unwise person will inhabit ruined towns, houses where no one lives, houses crumbling to rubble. 
The wicked and ruthless man will no longer be rich. His wealth will not endure. He'll not escape. And the breath of God's mouth will carry him away. Well, nice, Eliaphaz. Nice. And uh, he goes on and kind of wraps up this chapter by saying that um, uh, he's going to continue to suffer because he's deceiving himself. Verse 31, let him not deceive himself by trusting what is worthless, for he will get nothing in return. Before his time, he will wither and his branches will not flourish. He will be like a vine stripped of its unripe grapes, like an olive tree shedding its blossoms. Lord, I just want to go back to Eliaphaz's statements about you. And Lord, you are more righteous and more pure than mankind. And mortals cannot be pure in your sight, except for the redeeming grace of Jesus Christ, who lived a sinless life and died an atoning death sacrificially for each of us who would receive the victory of his death. Lord, mortals are vile and corrupt in your sight without you. And so, Lord, we thank you for your sanctifying grace. We thank you, Lord, for your plan of redemption. We thank you, Lord, that through the book of Job, we see allusions to the problem, but also, Lord, we see references to your future solution that would come in the time of Christ. Help us now, Lord, to walk worthy of the high calling you have for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.